Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Aloha and welcome to episode number seven of the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm Monica Swanson and I want to thank you so much for taking time to be here with me today. Guys, I so appreciate just those of you that have been listening and spreading the word about this podcast. Anytime you share an image on social media or tell a friend about it, it means the world to me. And I can't believe how many ratings and reviews I got right off the bat, and that is a big thank you to all of you. So if you haven't left a rating or review, I'm getting close to 100. Let's see if we can hit over 100 after this episode. It would mean so much to me. All you have to do is go over to Apple Podcasts, that used to be called iTunes, or Spotify, or wherever you listen, and just leave those five stars or say a couple words about why you love this podcast, and that would mean the world to me. So thank you, thank you for that. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. That way you will be first to know as soon as it comes out live, you'll get a little notification and you can listen right away. So guys, as you know, if you've been around at all, what I'm doing in these first episodes is I'm covering the main topics from my book, Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Now the book will finally release on August 6th this summer, and I'm so excited about that. And I really wanted to just start this podcast by sharing the main topics from the book here. Now, my first plan was to do these all on my own. I was just going to share kind of some sneak peeks from each chapter, share um, my heart for the things that I've put so much time and energy into writing about. But as the time got closer to start this podcast, I realized that it would be way more fun to have friends on with me. Conversations are usually more fun to listen to. But here's the thing, and this is just kind of funny, just giving you a little inside scoop into my thought processes. I, um, I realized that when I bring on someone else to talk about my book, it kind of reminds me of my hilarious friend, Lisa. We went to college together. She was an actress, a theater major, and she would sometimes talk about herself, update me on something and never very long. She's super thoughtful, but she would talk and then she'd be like, oh, okay, enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think about me? And I just love that. It always cracked me up. And so that's kind of how I feel when I bring on another friend and I'm like, okay, what do you think about the topic? from my book. It just feels a little awkward <laughs> that I'm doing it anyway. So um, bear with me as I do that. I mean, of course, I always want to hear from other people's experience and perspective and all moms deal with the subjects that I talk about in the book. So I know other people have plenty to say. 
But I also really look forward to just bringing people on to talk about their thing, their books or their experience or their expertise, raising boys that may be different from mine. So for these first few episodes, we're just going through the topics and I'm making the best of it. Um, and today I'm actually really excited to be doing this one solo. I just want to share the heart that I share in my book chapter. And today's topic is all about raising a son of character, of what I call noble character. And this is really relevant to my parenting even right now. I'll be telling a few stories about recent things with my youngest son, Levi, because we are in that stage where I'm really focused on his character. And I'm also going to share a few fun stories, hopefully, that will inspire you about my older boys and how they're doing with their character right now. So like I've said before, I'm in this with you. I can cast a vision for some successes we've had, but I'm also still walking through this. So this is a really important topic. It's so near to my heart. And I think I say that every single time. But hey, these 12 subjects are all very near to my heart, and that's why they landed in the book. So today, I hope you're excited to talk about what it means to raise a son of noble character and a few real practical ways that you can work on doing that from the early years all the way through the teenage years. Now, um, when we talk about character, I love A.W. Tozer's definition. He says that character is the excellence of moral beings. And I love that. I know that I began to be inspired by other kids who had great character from way before I ever had my own kids. And so I want to ask you, have you ever had that experience of talking to a kid, maybe a young adult or an older teen, and as you're talking, you're just like picking up on all these little things about them. And when you're done, you're like, oh my goodness, I need to meet that kid's parents. Like what have they done so well? I know that this was my experience. This inspired me to raise kids of noble character before I ever had kids. Back in the day when my husband and I were doing youth ministry, my husband was coaching soccer. I was teaching at a high school and a little junior high. And, um, I remember those kids that just impressed me. They weren't necessarily the most popular or the funniest. They weren't the best looking or the greatest athletes, but something about their character so struck me that I would just be like, I need to meet this kid's parents. They might've um, just spoken clearly, given me eye contact. They clearly cared about other people. They were putting the spotlight on other people and they just really impressed me. And I began to take mental notes way back then thinking whenever I have kids, this is something I want to to make a big priority. And to this day, it is a really big deal in the way that I parent and the way I'm bringing up my kids. Now, like I said, I'm really blessed and have some um, encouraging stories, I think, about my older boys and how they're doing in their character as they become young adults now. But to keep things very real, this topic has been on my mind just in the last week as I am spending some time this summer really talking to my youngest son about his character. And I confess in the book that my fourth son has been raised very you know, in some ways, very different from his big brothers. Um, same heart, same parents, but um, we're busier. We were raised, we were homeschooling three boys by the time he came into the world. My older boys were like 10, 8, and 6. And I also started my blog the year he was born, which meant I was a lot busier over time. Um, I think we also just were a little bit older. And as I say in the book, tireder. <laughs> we, we probably didn't put the same energy into the daily stuff that we did with the first, where I felt like I was pretty on my game with my older boys. And so um, 
that means I've had to work a little extra harder in these older elementary years. We are really trying to catch up on the areas that we slacked off a little in the earlier years. Now, of course, there's so many factors. There's birth order, there's personality, there's the Enneagram. We could talk all day about all these factors and we will in future episodes. But I will just say that um, if you've got young kids, I encourage you to focus on their character from the very get-go. Um, the younger, the better. Really work on talking to them about things, not just their actions, and we're going to get to that in a minute, some of the early um, places you can start, but about their heart, about caring about other people. Um, we can talk about, you know, Bible um, passages that show what it looks like to love others, to love your neighbor as yourself, and what does that practically look like? So there's so many things we can do, and again, I'll, I'm going to get to that in just a minute, but one of the things I heard myself saying to my son that I think is so key is I said to him, listen, nobody just wakes up and feels like putting themselves behind other people. Nobody just automatically, naturally in their own flesh desires to be quiet when you have something to say, to let other people go first, to um, bite your tongue when you want to be critical, when you want to complain. All of the things that come natural to us, they don't just go away on their own. It takes intentional choices, daily choices to develop character. And that's why, frankly, not a whole lot of people have it. Not a whole lot of adults have it. I know I struggle with my character every day and it is a daily choice if I want to be humble, if I want to be quiet, if I want to be respectful. And I'm still working on it, by golly, and I'm sure all of you are too. But I think just communicating that to our kids and letting them know that, buddy, if this isn't coming natural to you, it's okay. That just makes you human. But if you pray, if you focus on this, if you ask God for the strength, and then when you're in that moment where you want to, you know, hit someone back, if you want to go before your brother to get the next cookie or the last cookie, when you want your way, when you don't want to obey mom, you want to say just a minute, by the way, just that word, <laughs> just a minute, just a second, just one more, just, okay, I've wanted to eliminate the word just from my family's vocabulary. I wonder if anyone else has come upon that. But the point is, as I've told him, it's okay if you don't desire to do the right thing, but character means you are doing it anyway. And I truly believe that my older boys made a lot of hard choices when they were young. Yes, with my encouragement. Yes, with discipline. But they began to realize, and this is what I told Levi, you eventually realize there's blessings in developing character. At first, you may not feel that. And I just said that to him straight out. And if some of you are like, how do you communicate that? You know what? I say just talk to your kids in real plain language. Tell them it might be hard at first. You might do something really, really for the right reason and nobody notices. But trust me, God notices and eventually other people will see it. You're going to be caught doing the right thing. And I just want to encourage you to keep doing the right thing, even if no one notices, because I promise you God sees it. And eventually you're going to have blessing upon blessing in your life. But developing character takes intentional effort and no, it's not easy. Now I'm going to read you one more quote that I include in the chapter in my book, because I just love this. Okay, this is a quote from theologian N.T. Wright, and he says, virtue, which I'm kind of equating virtue and character, but he says, virtue is what happens when someone has made a thousand small choices requiring effort and concentration to do something which is good and right, but which doesn't come naturally. And then on the thousand and first time when it really matters, they find that they do what's required 
automatically. Oh, virtue is what happens when wise and courageous choices have become second nature. You guys, how solid is that? You'll find that quote in my book, so don't worry if you didn't get to write it down. I just love that quote because that's what I've observed in my older boys. I look at my son Josiah, who's about to turn 20 in a couple days, and he has worked so hard to do what's right when it's hard. He has chosen delayed gratification. He has chosen to obey his mom even when it's hard when he was little, and now now he's a young man that does it automatically. So guys, if that can be your vision. I just encourage you so much to set your eyes on that goal. And I'm telling you, I am working on that with my youngest and a lot of it is just me explaining to him how it works. It's a dying to yourself. It's a trusting God with your heart, with your emotions, with your impulses and desires and choosing to do what's right, even when it's hard. And then one day it's going to become automatic and the blessings will flow. I promise you they will. That's what I tell him all the time. Okay. So, um, to develop character in your kids, where do you even start? Yes, you can talk. You can talk about my nine-year-old. I think he understands these simple conversations. But before they even get to that place of understanding, I think starting with manners is the very beginning. Starting with manners, which we all teach our kids to say please and thank you, right? We all do that. But we don't want to end with the basic manners. Some people, you know, tackle the pleases and the thank yous, and then they forget to continue to develop that over time. Like I talked about um, back in the episode with Wendy Speak on discipline, um, we talked about training our kids. And I think this is so key with manners. We can train them how to properly introduce yourself to somebody. How I remember when I was a kid, my parents taught me how to answer the phone with my first and last name. We can teach them to use eye contact, even if it's difficult. The more we practice that, the easier it gets. We can talk about um, what getting up and helping clear the table if you have a meal at a friend's house. There are so many things that we might just think our kids are going to pick up on because they see other people doing it, but they won't. So we want to teach it and then we want to practice it in our homes. And of course, manners is that the external behavior of manners is one thing, but we do want their heart to be aligned. And that's where, again, continuing to teach um, the heart behind manners is super key. I loved um, a quote I found actually by Emily Post. Remember Emily Post? She was like the expert on manners. When I grew up and people still read newspapers, I remember there was always a column uh, about um that Emily Post would share about manners. People would write in with different questions about how to set the table or how to um, do all different things related to manners. But this is what she says, and I love it. She says, manners are a sensitive awareness of the feelings of others. If you have that awareness, you have good manners, no matter what fork you use. I love that because I've never been very good at proper table setting or any of the rest. And I just love that she brings it down to the heart. A caring about others, put really a focus on the well-being of others is really the heart behind manners. So as our kids grow up, yes, pleases, thank yous, all the manners, but then talk to them about why. Why do we want to have a guest in our home um, feel comfortable? Well, that's all about hospitality, the heart of hospitality. That's a way to bless somebody else. And we know how good it feels to be blessed when we're in someone's home. So what can we do when someone's in our home to make them really comfortable? How can we best be hospitable to others and so on and so forth. Throughout the day, we can talk about how manners really relate to the heart, and that is super key. And then as our boys get older, of course, this conversation can continue 
except it can just get a little bit deeper and wider. We can talk more about what it means to be a gentleman, what it means to serve others in humility. Um, I, I think just getting kids involved in service projects, getting kids reading and, and finding role models, people who can tell stories that inspire them to be young men of character. And I, I talk about in the book too, where we can raise a kid with a whole lot of rules, how to behave, how to act, what to say. But if their heart's not there, then it's probably not transforming them for a lifetime. I say here that raising a son who knows the rules of behavior may get you through a dinner party, but it will not get him through life. And that is so important. If you're teaching them how to how to act at a meal or how to behave out in public, that's fine. But then you want to teach them how that transfers to the rest of their life and how when they go away to college or to workplace or anywhere away from you and you're not there to give them reminders, how are they going to act in a situation that's new to them? Are they going to know how to act? Well, if you've really shaped and molded their heart according to character, then yes, they will. You can trust that they're going to know the right thing to say or do even if it's awkward, even if they get it wrong, if they have a heart that cares about people and that wants to have noble character, then you really don't have to worry when they're away from you one day. And that's how I feel with my son being away in college now. Now, another thing that I do talk about in this chapter is is when you've got, say, a teenager, maybe a young teen, uh, junior high or high school age son, and you recognize that there's some issues with his character. When you realize that maybe some areas either he didn't develop when he was young or maybe he's starting to go backwards. Um, And I tell the story of one of my sons who for a while was just kind of... um, I felt like he was just spreading a really negative vibe in our family. He would come into the room and just have a critical spirit. It seemed like he wanted to tear others down, and he wasn't very aware of his own issues. He was just really focused on everything everyone else was doing wrong, and it got to the point where I was like, you know, I don't even want to be in the same room with this kid. What is this going to look like later? If he gets a job, how is this going to affect people around him? And, and you know, I can't help it, but I forecast into the future. So I'm like, oh, what will this do to a marriage? Because that's you know what us moms do, right? We tend to blow things away out of proportion and not remember that, okay, he's only 15. But I still thought, you know what, this is worth focusing on. And I encourage you, if you have a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, a 17-year-old, and you see that, I don't think you should just say, oh, this will pass. He's just being a teenager. Now, yes, we want to give some grace, and sometimes it does pass. But if you're seeing this become a regular pattern, if this is really becoming who he is, then I say deal with it and deal with it quick and get severe if you need to. I say severe, meaning like come up with some consequences, come up with a plan of action. And for me, I was struggling for a while because I couldn't come up with anything. I was like, we're not quite to the point where I need to send him to like military camp or something, but I really want him to know that this matters. This is a serious deal. And it was early in a new year when I came up with a little plan and I I felt like God dropped it into my brain because it came out of nowhere. And I did write a blog post about this. So I'll, um, I'll, link to it in my show notes for sure. But what I did was I decided this kid needed some serious character training. So I set him up. I took some time to gather like TED Talks, uh, blog posts, podcasts, different places online that I knew there were young people who were motivational speakers, who were um, talking about character in all different ways. And I made a list for him. And I said, listen, buddy, we got something new here. Every day, I'm requiring 30 minutes of character training. That's what I even called it. It's like every day, you're going to spend 30 minutes doing one of these things. Now, if you want to go running and listen to a podcast, go ahead. If you want to sit and read, you go ahead. But here's a list to start with. You can find more of these for yourself. But 
I want you to devote 30 minutes a day. And this is, he is already doing devotions, already spending time praying. So you are probably going to have to get up early because your schedule is very full. You can do it in the morning. You can do it in the evening. And then I gave him a journal, fresh new journal. And I said, this journal isn't just your normal journal. This is actually for you to record what you're doing in your character training. And each day I want to see, I, I get to check this anytime. It's not a private journal. I want to see the date, what you did that day. So write down which, which podcast or which TED talk, um, whatever you did that day. And then I want you to write at least one nugget you got out of it. Something you learned, something that inspired you, a quote, a verse, you name it. And I said, you're going to do it for the next six months, I think is where we started it. Well, he, of course, pushed back a little bit. I don't need this. I don't have time for this. So I was like, I don't care. You're doing it. You know, this is easier than sending you to military school. <laughs> and so I just asked him to do that. And I started checking in in a couple of days, you know, there was a little resistance, but I'm telling you guys, after a week or so, he loved it. He was realizing how encouraging these different, um, different things were, whether he was listening to podcasts or reading, he was super inspired. And instead of just one or two nuggets, he sometimes had a full page of notes. And then surely over time, I started to see him writing down quotes and hanging them up above his desk. I saw him um, writing in that journal way more than I had asked him to. And to this day, that same son continues to listen to podcasts and read books and be inspired. And he shares them with us. And over time, I saw him change from the inside out. He would walk in a room and I could see maybe I'm about to say something and then he would just get quiet. And then maybe he would look for someone to encourage. And I could see this intense effort towards developing his own character. And it blessed me so much. I knew that part of this was a personality thing. He wanted to be strong. He wanted to be kind of in charge of people. He enjoyed um, feeling like an authority. And that was a tough position to be in where I'm asking him to be quiet when I'm asking him to be humble. But I watched him take charge of that and really begin to own his own character. And it has been an incredible transformation. I'm so proud of him and what I've seen in him. And so I would say, if you've got a kid, even if he's busy, I would trade in an after-school sport, a hobby. I would trade in a whole lot. If you need to add 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever you think is necessary, give him the resource. Help him be inspired by showing him different things that um, he can turn to, to find encouragement and examples of people who have overcome hard times, who have dug deep and found the character they needed to face some challenging times in life. I don't think you'll regret any time you put into that. So friends, okay, that's my, that's my encouragement for the teenager struggling with character. Um, will it always go so well? No, of course not. You, you might face things beyond what I have faced. Uh, I had an ideal situation, but I'm telling you, it was a little tough for a while there. So trust me in that. So now I'll tell you a couple things that, um, have just blessed me recently on this topic of character. For one thing, I'm coming to you straight after a very full weekend. Um, my son Luke, who most of you know is a competitive surfer, he had a contest downtown all weekend. It was, you know, from early morning till we had to drive home, so it takes forever. We got home basically at dinner time. And this all happened over the weekend that my son Jonah turned 18. 18th birthday. Kind of a big deal, right? Well, I felt really bad, but my husband was working and I had to be at the contest with my son. And so Jonah got up and had some time with his brother on his birthday. We had given him a mountain bike for his birthday. So that was fun. We celebrated Friday night, just a short dinner because um, all of us were kind of home late and had to go to bed early for the surf contest. And then over the weekend, he was pretty much on his own and we didn't do a whole lot. 
And it kind of made my heart sad because I thought, I want to make a big deal about this kid. Like 18th birthday, and yeah, we're still like, I'm still going to do more. We'll find ways to celebrate. But I just came home last night and we got home from the contest. And then we had people coming for dinner right away. Actually, people who are in town for the contest. So I was hosting a bunch of extra people. And I asked Jonah and the other boys to help out with the little kids. These people had little boys who were very young. And so he sat at a table with all the kids and helped out. And I just watched him with a smile serving. He helped clear the table. He and his brother did the dishes. And at the end of the night, I just gave him a hug. And I'm like, dude, this is your birthday weekend. And look at you. You've like put everyone else first. And all he said was just like, oh, I'm so blessed. I I had a great weekend. I've really had an awesome birthday. And I wanted to cry because I just thought, look at this. He's not jealous of his brother. He's supporting his brother, cheering him on. He couldn't be at the contest, but he was truly checking in all the time and every time I'd be like Luke want to heat he'd be like yes Luke he's the best I'm like look at this kid this is what happens when he has dug in and developed character over all of these years so that's a super big blessing and um like I've mentioned before Josiah just blows me away all the time with his heart his heart for encouraging me and others in his life and Luke truly I have a number of stories about Luke and his growing character and I'll tell you what his contest he may have done really well he got all kinds of awards he did just really had an outstanding contest but when I look at him and I see his character I see him encouraging others I see him not bummed out when he doesn't do well like of course he's bummed but he puts on a smile and he just chooses to really put his feelings aside and do what's right and then the feelings follow I can't tell you enough how pleased I am to see my boys developing character as they get older. And I hope and pray that my little Levi will develop the same character. But again, it's not going to come easy. It comes with a cost. It comes with trusting that the right thing is going to pay off. It doesn't pay off immediately always, but it will pay off. And that's why I will not give up. I will not grow weary as I encourage my little guy to grow the same kind of character we see in his big brothers. And I encourage all of you to dig in, to do the work with your kids, whatever age they are. Make this a priority because whatever character you see in them now is probably going to walk with them into their adult life. And it will indeed affect their jobs. It'll affect their marriage. It'll affect their happiness. So let's all raise boys with a focus on excellent character and we will not be sorry later. Okay, so that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for letting me pour out my heart for having sons of character. If you've had that experience of being around someone that really impresses you, I want to tell you that too can be your son one day. Work hard now and one day people will come to you and say, I just have to know, what did you do with your son? He has amazing character, and you will just smile knowing that you did put in some work. Yes, God's grace is there, but moms, we can make a big difference in our sons by communicating, um, setting a high standard, offering consequences when they don't rise up to that standard, and just loving them through it all. I encourage you to keep up the great work. All right, guys. So once again, I'm just going to ask you to please leave me that rating or review wherever you're listening to this and do subscribe. Don't forget all the notes, anything I mentioned will be linked to over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. Hope you'll hop over there and pay me a visit. You're always welcome to leave me comments, ask questions, share your own stories of your kids and their excellent character. I love to read about them all. And um, I'll look forward to seeing you again next week when I think 
I will have a friend with me. Okay? So, appreciate your time. And until next time, 